Purchase the Keep the Faith ebook and paperback on Amazon now at bit.ly slash keepthefaithbook. Keep the Faith by Ana Tejano Chapter 20 You'd think that because Nico and I worked together that it would be easy for me to find a way to talk to him the following week, but we hardly saw each other. He wasn't at the HQ last Monday. Alvin told us that Nico's flight had been delayed because there were mechanical problems with the plane. I got worried and thought of texting him to see if he was alright, but I chickened out. On Tuesday, he was at an off-site workshop with April, and then he had field work the next two days. The volunteers got back early on Thursday afternoon, but Nico wasn't with them. When I asked them where he was, they said he had stayed behind because he still had some things to do. I had a feeling he was using fieldwork as an excuse not to see me. And frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if my theory was correct. I couldn't just leave without talking to him, and time was running out because I was flying to Iloilo on Monday. I figured he would return later on, so I decided to wait. But thank heavens for friends like April and Alvin, who made sure my efforts won't be wasted. April called the site first to look for Nico, but he wasn't there, so Alvin called him to ask if he was on his way back. But Nico said he had asked for the rest of the day off from Sir Tony and was going somewhere else. There was only one place I knew he usually went to, so I made one call to confirm my theory and left soon after, with April's assurance that she'll cover for me in case Sir Tony asked where I was. I got to San Antonio de Padua just as the sun had started to set, and my heart took a tiny leap when I spotted Nico's car. I went to Manang Rosa's house first, but no one was home. At this hour, there was just one other spot where he could be. If only I could remember the directions to the chapel. I could have asked, I knew, but I was too keyed up to stop and ask, and I was preparing mentally what I was going to say when I finally saw him. But then, what if he had left while I was stumbling around like an idiot trying to find my way? Just as I had decided to risk it and call him, I turned to one corner and found myself facing the chapel. And there, on the same bench we sat that night, was the hunched form of Nicolas Tamayo. The only sounds were from my panting. He cocked his head to one side as if listening, but he didn't move, only lifting his head when I finally sat down beside him. Lucy told me you were on your way, he said after a while. I nodded. Back when Nico and I still had a thing, Lucy and I became friends too. I was scared that she was also mad at me after what happened, but she had answered my call earlier, much to my relief. I asked if Nico told her where he was going, because I knew that if there was anyone who would know, it would be her. Lucy confirmed my theory that he was heading for San Antonio de Padua and wished me good luck. Thank you for waiting, I replied. Our eyes met. His usual confidence was noticeably absent, just defeat and sadness that seemed to emanate from his entire being. It filled my heart with sadness, too knowing that I caused this. After a few minutes of silence, he spoke up. I heard about what happened. How? You were hardly in the HQ. You're forgetting we work in a Catholic nonprofit. We know everything about everyone, 
He rolled his eyes and laughed a little. The sound of it and his dimple making the briefest appearance sent some warmth back into my stomach that had been cold with anxiety for the past hour. He regarded me with his dark eyes and asked, How are you now, Faith? Managing. I thought about it a little, before adding, Better than yesterday. That's good. He bit his lip. I'm sorry all that had to happen. It's not your fault. I looked up at the chapel, tracing the lines of the building with my eyes, and focused on the crucifix at the peak of the roof. I quickly prayed for courage before turning to Nico. I'm sorry, Nico. I'm sorry for hurting you and for leading you on. I didn't mean to do it, but... I sighed. There's just no excuse for how horribly I treated you. The silence after that felt like the longest, most excruciating silence ever, until Nico cleared his throat. I accept your apology, he said, and it wasn't as terrible as you thought it was. I wanted to be with you anyway. You should have paid attention when you told me about your ex. I had a feeling you weren't completely over him yet, but I thought I could change that. <laughs> he chuckled self-deprecatingly. That's what I get for being so overconfident. I wasn't honest with myself and with you, I said. I should have seen that my relationship was truly over, but I was too afraid to acknowledge it. And then you came and you were so... perfect. You made me feel so happy, Nico. Like I was finally enough for someone. That's because you are, Faith, he answered. You have always been enough even without me or your ex. It's just you, Faith. That's what I found most attractive about you. Thank you. I had no other response. It was, by far, the nicest, kindest thing anyone has said about me in the longest time, and it mattered so much more because it came from him. We fell silent again. Darkness had descended, but it didn't last long because the lights inside the chapel lit up, followed by the street light. The light was brighter this time, and when I looked up, I saw the bulb had been replaced. I longed for his touch badly, to feel his hand in mine, but it didn't feel right, so I curled my hands into fists and kept them on my lap. I needed to be careful with my heart, and with his heart too. I didn't want to do anything to lead him on again, he deserved better than that. So what happens now? He asked. Well, I'm leaving on Monday, I said, sticking to the original schedule this time. Good. I've also asked for an extension, I added. I'll be back in September, most probably. That long? There was a hint of disappointment in his voice. I nodded. I had asked Sir Tony about it last Monday, and he had allowed me even before I was able to verbalize the request properly. He allowed me to book a later return flight, on the condition that I also had to take care of the other programs while I stayed there. He didn't even have to ask me twice. I need a fresh start, and technically, this is the second fresh start I get in that place, and I want to make the most of this second chance. So, what happens to... He trailed off looking at me. His eyes looked different this time, as if our conversation had sparked a little light in him. 
much like that new light shining above our heads. Nico cleared his throat and tried again. What are we, Faith? I had a feeling he was going to ask this, but now that the question hung in the air, it took me a while to respond. I don't know, Nico, I answered. I haven't quite figured it out yet. He nodded slowly, then cracked a small smile. I sense a but there somewhere. I chuckled. But I like you, I said. It's just, I'm still a mess, and I don't think I can be with anyone in a romantic way just yet. Nico pursed his lips, the light dimming from his eyes a little bit. He was silent for a long time that I thought he was angry, but he sighed resignedly. I understand. I'm sorry, my eyes had filled up, and no amount of blinking stopped the tear that rolled down my cheek. I wiped it hastily with my free hand. You've done so much for me, Nico. I've been so happy with you than with anyone else in the past few months. And I can't think of anyone else who means as much to me right now more than you do. I just don't want to be unfair to you. Spark shot up my arm the moment his skin touched mine when he reached for my hand. Don't be sorry, he said softly. A sob escaped my throat and that made him pull me into his arms. I sank into him, burying my face on his shoulder as the tears came. His steady arms held me as I sobbed for the remorse I felt for hurting someone who cared for me. But I had to be honest with him and myself. You don't owe anyone any explanation, Faith, he said when my sobs died down. But thank you for telling me the truth. There is nothing I want more than to be with you, except for wanting you to be completely okay after all that happened to you. Nico pulled away and took both my hands in his. I wasn't sure if the trembling came from his hands or mine. And I want you to know that I'm here, and I will be here, he said, no matter how long it takes for you to be okay. I wanted to tell him that he shouldn't do that, that he should live his life and not think of me. But I remembered what Maya said, that people who love me will wait. And I saw from the determined look in Nico's eyes that he had already made his decision. I nodded instead before leaning my head on his shoulder. As the solitude enveloped us, I tried to commit everything to memory. The place, his scent, his strong and steady presence, the way he pressed his lips against my forehead to store in the mental heartbreak recovery kit I've started to build for myself. I love you, Faith, he said softly, and my breath hitched in my throat. But when I looked up to meet his eyes, I knew that he wasn't asking for anything in return. I added his words and his love in my kit and gave him what I could for now. Thank you. The Romance Class Podcast is now part of the Frolic Podcast Network. If you're into romance fiction, the Frolic Podcast Network includes shows that feature book club-style discussions, author interviews, comedy, critique, and fantastic conversations. We're excited to bring to the network romance by Filipino authors and recommend to you new podcasts and episodes to listen to. Find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. 
This episode was sponsored by What Kind of Day by Mina V. Esguera. A senator's speechwriter accidentally joins a tour of his own city and through his passionate tour guide gets to experience a new side of Manila on what should have been the worst day of his career. Available on Amazon, Apple Books, Kobo, Google Books, and other retailers worldwide. Keep the Faith by Ana Tejano. Text copyright Ana Tejano. Narrated by Jade Albert. Produced by Tanya Arpa and Mina V. Esguera. Season 3 of the Romance Class podcast features an unabridged audio version of a novel by a Filipino author featuring a Filipino narrator. We do this to make the work of Filipino authors more accessible to more readers and introduce Filipino voices in more ways than one. Help readers find us by leaving a review or a rating in Apple Podcasts. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or any podcatcher of your choice. You can find the links to subscribe on romancepodcast.com. Subscribe, share, live tweet as you listen. Add hashtag romanceclass so we can find your reactions and feedback. If you would like to sponsor this podcast, email mina at romancepodcast.com. Find more romance books by Filipino authors on romanceclassbooks.com. <laughs>